Welcome to Advance, a podcast devoted to helping strengthen churches for gospel movement. I'm your host, Brian Moak, Vice President of Church Strengthening with Convergement America. The great pastor A.W. Tozer wrote in his book, Whatever Happened to Worship, the following. He said, we are brought to God and to faith and to salvation that we might worship and adore him. Yes, worship of the loving God is man's whole reason for existence. That's why we're born and that's why we are born again from above. That's why we were created and that's why we've been recreated. That is why there's a genesis at the beginning and that is why there is a regenesis called regeneration. That is also why there is a church. The Christian church exists to worship God first of all. Everything else must come second or third or fourth or fifth. You know, if we believe, as Tozer said, that the church exists to worship God first of all, then we better give our corporate worship a serious look as we think about what it means to be a healthy church. So I thought it would be fun to bring together a group of three pastors and worship leaders to talk about this critical issue. Jordan Herrera is worship and spiritual growth pastor at Grace River Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Michelle Albrecht is music and worship director at Northbridge Church in Antioch, Illinois, where her husband Mark is pastor. And Abram Delgado is pastor of Casa de Aracion in Round Lake, Illinois. All three of these leaders understand worship, and they lead their congregations into God's presence in ways that bring him honor and glory. So I just want to say welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Excited. This is going to be great. Uh, hey, I thought uh, to start out, each of you could just give a quick intro of who you are and the description of the role that you have at your church. So we'll start with Michelle. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me again. Uh, yeah. So I have been working as the music and worship director at Northbridge for about 18 years now. Uh, the church is... Um, getting ready to enter our 19th year. And uh, I lead worship on Sunday mornings. I um, attend program meetings, uh, schedule recruit musicians, um, help to shepherd and pastor the team and uh, help over help to see oversight of our tech team. So kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of things, all things music. Yeah. Don't forget you take care of the senior pastor. <laughs> yeah, I try. I try. I try. That's awesome. Uh, Jordan, how about you? Yeah, so uh, thanks again, Brian, for letting us have be on here. This is awesome. Um, I am a worship and spiritual growth pastor here, and um, basically, what that means is I get to help uh, you know put together the music, all of what Michelle just said. Um, on top of that, just try to um, continue to help disciple people, um, tell people about Jesus all the time, um, put together small groups in our directions discipleship curriculum. Um, and just uh, help people take next steps all the time, whether it's on our worship team, um, random people who walk in on a Sunday morning, anywhere. Um, yeah. It's a great, great job. I love doing what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you, uh, we'll talk about it probably later, but you get that beautiful combination role, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that's always tricky. Yep. So uh, that's that's awesome, and you're doing a great job, Abram. Uh, you are uh, you are the one person on this call that's coming from a little different perspective. So tell tell us uh, who you are. Yes, thank you, Brian. Thank you for the invite. So. Um... I'm mostly, mostly preaching and, and uh, teaching in, in my church. It's Casa Adoración, and I have five years uh, in the, since we started this church. Before that, I, I, I was a worship leader for a few years and um, an associate pastor before. I think that's the like, kind of the way to go, started as a worship leader, and then 
you ended up being a pastor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, and uh, but yeah, most of the time I'm just uh, teaching, preaching, and sometimes uh, I I have a chance to lead worship, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm so glad, Abram, that you're on the call because what part of what I want to do here today is is um, you have worship leading in your history, and uh, and 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 you're still leading worship, by the way, and we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, but when you're in the lead chair, if you will, as senior pastor, uh, you think about worship differently. You think about how all that works. And so it'll be interesting to hear from you as we go along uh, how being in a different chair uh, changes yeah. how, how you function that way. But yes. let's just start with the basic question. The, the question that has to start all of this is what in the world is worship and, and what isn't worship? Because I, I think to define what worship is, you kind of got to say what worship isn't. Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot. What, uh, what do you it. give me? So I did a Google search and I looked at that <laughs> definition of it. <laughs> the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Brian's going to kick my butt after this for a podcast. But hey, um, <laughs> you know, worship for, for us or for, for me um, is it's a lifestyle, man. It's, it's a lifestyle. Um, I'm always worshiping, right? We're Technically, no matter if you're a follower of Jesus or not, you're worshiping something. You're meditating, thinking about something all the time. Um, but worship, really, when it comes down to me and God, is a lifestyle. On stage, off stage, in people's lives, down to my restful time I have with my own individual self. Um, I am worshiping, praising God all day long um, in everything I say and do, even in my jacked up moments, right? And yeah, yeah. Um, worship to me, isn't, isn't just a song. It's not just a service, a sermon, um, et cetera, right? It's um, everything to do with what's off stage, And I would even say, more importantly, what's done off stage than what is done on stage. I love mm -hmm. just telling my team about that all the time. What's yeah. done off stage, And so, um, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not just a worship leader or a spiritual growth pastor. I am a disciple maker. And so yeah. um, that's really what it comes down to is what's what worship is for me. That's good. And, and um, that's a that's a great first statement, by the way. And, and worship isn't just something we do for an hour on Sunday morning. Worship is a 24-7 a experience for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. uh, and Romans 12.1 really speaks to that. Our lives are living sacrifices of worship, holy and pleasing to God. That mm -hmm. is our spiritual act of worship. Right. And uh, so that's, that's really important. Michelle, you, uh, you got anything to add to that uh, definition? Or again, uh, some of it is, is, again, what worship isn't. Yeah, I think I for years I've people will put those two things together, music and worship and music is a piece of what it means to worship, but you know, mm -hmm. Jordan said it like it's a it's a lifestyle. And um I think one of my um one of my favorite authors, and in fact I've got several books if you want to talk about some tools. But one of my favorite authors is um Bob Coughlin. And uh, he's written a book called Worship Matters. And I love his love his definition that he gives of worship as it pertains to singing in the church. And he says, a faithful worship leader magnifies the greatness of God in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit by skillfully combining God's word with music, thereby motivating the gathered church to proclaim the gospel, to cherish God's presence and to live for God's glory. Mm. It's an excellent working definition for what music is 
uh, on a Sunday morning within the church. But I know so oftentimes people talk about worship and they think that that's all it is, but it's a lifestyle. It's so much more. It's so much more. That's, that's way better. That's way better than my Google search, right? Yeah, it, it, it is. You might, you might need to read a book. Um, so um, that's a great lead in then, Michelle, because I think you're so right is, you know, I, I've, I've been around for a long time. And, and when I was uh, young, uh, when people would talk about worship, really what they were talking about was the message, uh, the preaching and, and everything else. As a matter of fact, they would use the terminology preliminaries as it related to everything else that happened before the message. Um, now, quite frankly, when someone comes up to you and says, oh, worship was great this morning. Well, really, they're talking about the music most often. Yeah. And and as I think both of you are saying the same thing, which is it's neither of those things. And mm-hmm. so, Abram, maybe you can, you know, because you're kind of looking at it from a different chair now. Um, yeah. How do you how do you push against that? You know, you know, you were uh, in charge of all the music and, yeah. and that can really become worship if we're not careful. Yeah. And now you're all about the message. Uh, so yeah. how, how do you how do you I, I guess the word is fight against that that tendency right. to want to make worship something that it's not? Yeah, definitely. And, and because I can see that a lot of in the, the youth group, all the you know, the young people, when they when they want to feel something good or they want they want to worship and they try to put worship in okay music singing raise your hands and all that and um sometimes we think about worship if there's gonna be like a icon like uh on the dictionary probably we can see a picture of king david but for me i think uh worship had to do also with honoring and bringing glory in every detail in your life. For me, it will be another picture of Joseph because Joseph uh, worshiped in every little, I mean, stage in his life and give honor to God. So for me, it's uh, uh, in every in every little thing that you do, even uh, outside the church, inside the church, I mean, working, whatever you do, uh, bring glory to God in that matter. And I think you're worshiping in, in that in that place in that um, I don't know wherever you are. Hmm. How, how, and maybe I'm just going to kind of open this up to anybody who wants to share. But how do how do you teach people as as you're you're working through Sunday morning? So in, in other words, um, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff with prayer, and the reality is, as much as prayer is just a conversation with God. Uh, our union with God, um, we have to kind of practice prayer and we have to be taught yeah. how to pray yeah, well. Right. And and I think the same thing is true in worship is, you yeah. know, hey, everybody's just listening to K-Love during the week uh, <laughs> or Moody or whatever. And uh, that's not worship. That's just listening to songs. And so right. how, are, how are you teaching people uh, when you gather for worship, what worship is and what isn't? Maybe a couple of examples of how you do that. Well, for me, for me, uh, Brian, is... Um, when I know better a person, I love better, all right? Mm. So the better I know God, I'm going to worship better. And for me, in order to the people um, worship better, it's when they open their Bible, when they spend time in the Word, and they starting like um, just uh, bringing this knowledge from the Bible in their minds and their spirit, they're going to explode because it's nothing about that we can do. It's some. It's had to do with 
what the Bible said of God, about God. And when you, when you know God through the Bible, I think that's the best way to, to start worshiping because uh, when you start uh, open the Bible, you're going to go on your knees and just uh, praise God for who he is. Uh, and even doesn't have to do with how I feel or, or how I want to feel, but what is about who he is. Yeah. So for me, that's a start. So teaching the, the, the our people to um, know who he is. Yeah, good. How about you guys, Michelle, Jordan? Yeah, I think I want to piggyback on that um, with um, scripture, helping people to see the correlation between the truths that are being sung um, mm-hmm. and our worship songs are found in scripture right. and helping people. Like people will say to me, you know, um, I can't memorize scripture, but they can sing a song. And mm-hmm. you, can, you know, when you point them to the passages of scripture and the truths where that song came from, you're like, well, you actually, you're singing the truths right now and you are memorizing scripture and God's wired us up in such a way that we can recall songs and melodies and harmonies easier than just, you know, the rote word. So that's a beautiful part of singing and talking to the the gathered church about that regularly. Um, a new song that we introduced a couple of weeks ago is called Christ Be Magnified, the bridge, killer, <laughs> killer, the lyrics, and helping people to see what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus laid down his life. Mm-hmm. And we say about that in the bridge section of Christ Be Magnified. What does it mean to follow Christ in such a way that you want to give up your life and lay down your life? And we get to sing about that because those truths are found in the scriptures. It's it's cool. Mm-hmm. That's 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 really good, Jordan. When I was just at your church a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I really appreciated is um, that when you did your welcome as a church, mm-hmm. you didn't just say hi; you connected it to what you were doing as it related to the morning, the theme of the morning. Mm-hmm. And so, why um, why do you do that? Why do you pay so much attention to not just you know you've sung a song and you just kind of break it and go to something else. And, right. uh, why is it so important to kind of keep a theme moving throughout the service? Yeah, I, I, we love those. We call those, what do you call MC moments? We call the worship ton of churches do them. Um, we try to keep that theme going because uh, we just want to keep driving that main thought of whatever it is. We're singing a song called give me faith or raise a hallelujah or whatever they're called. Right. We want to first tie them. Yeah. Expect a scripture or some type of story of a life change that's happened but keep that that as the main focus throughout the whole time so that they have one one or two main focal points that they're singing, being heard about in the scriptures, and that it just ties in. So when they leave, they're thinking about, man, my, God, increase my faith. Like I've been hearing about faith all day. I've been singing about faith all day. I want to tie this back to it. And in that, you just get a better response because you're, pick, you're, you're uh, tying scripture thought process, stories, all back to one main idea rather than um, a, you know what I mean? A mix and match of things. And then I'm going to point this out. These are my five bullet points, but they don't go with the song or whatever. We're not like heavy detailed on song matching the sermon all the time, but um, it is amazing. Chris and I, my lead pastor often laugh all the time. We'll meet the next morning and we'll say, dude, how in the world did those songs match up to the sermon? We're like, what in the world? Like God totally, you know, just used it. Um, we can plan, right? We can plan for spiritual, spirit-filled moments um, and do all we can. But God, we want God to intercede way more than this thing. And so um, that's how we help teach people music, you know, 
it's not it's worship isn't just music it's more than that it's 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 a it's a lifestyle and we teach that main thought through um some of those mc moments so yeah yeah good that let me let me uh change this topic just a little bit and you know john four uh that passage where jesus uh, meets with the samaritan woman Mm -hmm. and uh and you know the samaritan woman does what we all do in church and that is to try to take what is a spiritual point and create a philosophical argument around it. And so uh, the Samaritan woman tries to change the subject on Jesus and, you know, you Samaritans, or we Samaritans say we worship on this mountain. You say we worship, Jews say we worship on this mountain. Mm-hmm. What's the right way to worship? And and Jesus says, I'm looking for worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth. Um, and, and spirit, that's a lowercase s, uh, that spirit is engaging our whole selves in worship, uh, mm-hmm. um, how God has made us. And then truth is it needs to be based on scripture. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a piece of each, it's all of each. Um, but outside of that, there isn't a real lot of specific direction as to format. Uh, I mean, there's some stuff, you know, it, it, clearly we sing, clearly prayer, clearly the word, but there's just not a lot of, hey, this is how thou shalt structure each and every uh, service. So how do you aggressively, you know, we can't make people get into God's presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all we're doing is facilitating uh, that to take place and removing barriers that 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 might keep someone uh, from worship. But how do you aggressively seek God's presence in worship without getting into performance mode or emotionalism or, you know, man, the fog machines, that's how that's how you get the Holy <laughs> Spirit to come or, or whatever. How do you keep yourselves from following falling into these types of traps? How about Michelle? Why, why don't you go for that one? It's a really good question. Um, at the risk of this sounding too simplistic. Um, no such thing. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay. Prayer. This whole thing begins with prayer, like the planning of the songs, um, in humility, um, prayerfully saying, Lord, what do you want? your gathered church um, to sing, what are you doing? How do we come alongside of you um, to speak to people? What songs do you want us us to sing? And the whole thing begins with prayer in the planning process. It begins with prayer before the rehearsal process. It begins with prayer again, Sunday morning, oftentimes before we walk onto the stage for both services, Mm -hmm. you know, we take a moment and in humility say, Lord Jesus, what what do you want to do? What do you want to do in this moment? Get us out of the way. Um, you know, fear, fear be gone. Um, uh, any need to impress pride be gone. Jesus, what do you want? And so it, it begins, um, with prayer and you, you know, one of the, you asked a question that was really good. How do you not have it be all about, you, because I think there's this healthy tension when you walk onto the stage where you're wanting to encourage the gathered church to sing with, and you're wanting to exhort them and, you know, let's sing that phrase again. But at the same time, there's also this place where you're trying to prayerfully discern and be led by the spirit, you know, um, Lord, I also want to model what it means to worship right now. Mm -hmm. And I want to have a posture of my heart come forward where I am truly seeking to worship you by myself at the same time, exhorting and bringing other people into worship with me. And there's this healthy ongoing tension for the, you know, the whole time you're up on the stage, 
but it's all based in in prayer. I don't. Is that making sense? What I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know what? Um, and by the way, let me share this. Is it's a it's a it's a cautionary tale and a um, challenge, hopefully, to all of the pastors who, and leaders who are listening to this podcast. But how much prayer is a part of your worship service? Um, I. I I have found in all the churches that I go to is we need more prayer in our worship experiences. We have great music. We've got great preaching, but a, a lot, you know, we kind of open in prayer. We pray before the message and, um, you know, maybe there's two minutes of prayer in a 70 minute service. And so prayer, not only in the planning of worship, but also within the worship experience, prayer is critical. So are we making prayer a priority in our worship experience? That's just a, a, a challenge. Um, but specifically, Michelle, in, in, in what you were talking about, um, I remember I, I had been a worship pastor for uh, 11, 12 years. Uh, and uh, six of those is just full-time worship. And and uh, um, I remember when I became executive pastor of the church, which is the weirdest transition to make. So this was a, a large church of about 1,300 people. And I, I went from being the most public, one of the most public figures in, in uh, on the staff to what in the world does he do all day? And um, But one of the big challenges for me was... I needed to learn how to worship without leading. Uh, I, I found it real easy to worship when I was standing up front leading a congregation. Right. But when I was sitting back in the pew or the chairs, it was real hard for me. And and I remember God speaking to me in a, in a real profound way. And he said, Brian, do you worship me because you love me or do you worship me because you're you're leading? And uh, that was really challenging. So, Abram, I, I just would like to ask you that question because you made a similar sort of a, a, a leap, yeah. if you will. You know, there yeah. is something I kind of I kind of say it's easier <laughs> to worship when you're leading in worship. So did how did that work for you as as you became lead pastor and someone else who probably didn't do it as well as you did <laughs> no, uh, no, lead no. in worship? So how, how did you yeah. do that? Well, definitely it's it's I think it's something good because uh you can rest you know and you can just uh enjoy the worship and yeah i uh i always want to be in the in the first um how do you say in the front row yeah. on, on when the church start and on time and i like to be there and i like to be like being who who i am and i like to worship out loud i like to move a lot even uh, on in the front, so I have all the front row for me. So um, and definitely, I'm I'm very visible at that time. Uh, but also, also let me let me let me tell you this, guys. Sometimes it's hard for me being there and saying, you know, I I should do it this way. I sh- I I I will do that uh, this part right here. And I don't know because I'm I'm used to lead worship, yeah. but Sometimes it's something it's something wrong. I mean, because I'm trying to do do it my way, and sometimes it, it kind of it goes opposite. You know, it's in the opposite way. So, but yeah, but I try to enjoy most of the time. And let me tell you this, uh, Brian. Uh, the, the worship leader told me, "Hey, Abraham, you know what? Sometimes I feel like um, I feel not prepared because you're listening and you're there." And I and I think sometimes you're uh, judging me, okay? 
So uh, I t and I told him, you know what, uh, Chino, he's my worship leader. Uh, you you should lead in your in your own way. And what is the spirit leading you to do? So don't don't uh, look at me. Don't I mean I don't want to see. I don't want to have to do nothing and all this. It's you and your, your leadership and you and God. So, but yeah, sometimes he, by his side, he he can see this. So yeah, that's that that's yeah. a very good point. Is um, you know when when you get intimidated by whoever might be sitting in front of you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden it's hard to make it about God, and it's more about can I please this person? And uh, right, that's a right. really good point. We are going to now put a pause button in this discussion that we're having on worship. Uh, I so much appreciate uh, the panel for helping me out with this. Uh, we're going to continue this discussion in our next episode. Uh, until then, I just want to thank everybody uh, for joining us by listening today. If you haven't yet, please check out our website at advancethechurch.org. Advanced Podcast is a ministry of Convergement America. Our mission is to start and strengthen churches that exalt the name of Jesus Christ together. If you'd like to learn more about Convergement America, visit our website, convergementamerica.org.